This is the OSAT Pathway Podcast, where three generations of one family discuss the one step at a time pathway to success and fulfillment. Joining us, our recent college graduate, Donnell Davidian. Donnell's grandfather, real estate developer, Burl Gann. Burl's son, human resources manager, Matt Gann. Burl's daughter, medical sales and training manager, Lisa LeClaire. Insecurities. Everyone has them. This show, we discuss what to do about your insecurities. Knowing yourself and identifying your insecurities is critical to overcoming them. Should you show your insecurities? How to draw strengths from your weaknesses? Learn that being prepared and visualizing can be helpful. And lastly, self-awareness. How being who you are and just being yourself is essential to your success. Here's episode four on the OSAT pathway. Insecurities are a uh, big issue, and uh, the, the primary reason I decided to include insecurities in the pathway was that I was trying to help a young lady in her endeavors to function in the real world. And my experience with young ladies, including my daughters and other young ladies that I've seen throughout my life, they are full of insecurities, and most of them are silly. Most of, them are inse- most of the insecurities, uh, if you ask someone, you know, or they, you tell somebody, this is, you have this insecurity, it's the silliest insecurity you can have. Or it could be the most serious insecurity that you have. And um, one of the things that I've outlined in the pathway is that really no one knows you have insecurities. So don't tell them and don't show it. And if you take that position and you conduct yourself as yourself, then you can overcome those insecurities pretty easily. But first, you have to recognize the fact and admit that you got them. That's critical. And then once you identify that you do have them, then you've got to have a mindset as to how you're going to control them and function under those parameters. Insecurities are, are, are factors that show up at the most unopportune time, particularly if you're reviewing for a job or you're doing something real important and all at once you begin to feel insecure about something that is, oh, my hair isn't right or, oh, I, oh, I got the, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got uh, this going on or that going on or I mean some silly, some silly issue that doesn't mean anything. But it prevents you from performing at your highest level. And I've heard stories that will, will say that uh, these people have so much insecurity they can't even get out of bed. And there is severe. So insecurity is the big issue. I want to share the, the most insecure position I had along the way. Uh, my job in the development world was to many times convince the city council, planning commission staff, and board of supervisors at public hearings 
that I express myself to the point where I can influence them on the decision I want them to make in my favor. And in the beginning, I was insecure about getting up in front of people and making a presentation. So I had to take it, and I went back, and I had to take it one step at a time. I had to ease into it slowly. I did it, didn't do it in a public arena. I did it with friends and, and with a mindset that I'm going to kind of work in this thing and say it before a group of people, small group of people. And then I would say it at staff meetings at, at the city, city hall where I had a captive audience that I had to convince at the staff that my position was better than their position. So I trained myself early to begin to recognize that I had this. And over time, I began to didn't feel that I needed to worry about that anymore. I got in front of that microphone. I was prepared. I knew the subject matter. And I did not embellish. I did not tell them anything that was not so. And if you do that, you're going to carry the day. Because it carries a perspective, particularly in public hearings like this, if you tell it just the way that it is, you're going to be okay. And if you understand that, as far as your insecurity is concerned, it goes away. You don't have it anymore. And you, and you, feel, so, you feel so good about that. That you're, you're, you, the, the, the fulfillment of that is just so great. It, it's just amazing. So the insecurities that these ladies, these young ladies are faced with, um, and if they can accomplish, begin to accomplish and, and feel that they're, that they're good enough that they can take care of these insecurities, it, your fulfilling in life is, can be enormous. It's just, it's just that simple. So my take with insecurities, um, I really like this topic because I feel like I was very insecure in high school, like every, probably most females were in high school, but I just always felt like I wasn't very smart compared to everyone else. And I used to actually want to be a lawyer in middle school. That was when I started that idea. And then I just told myself, oh, I'm not smart enough for that. It's too long a school, too expensive, no way. And I got out of college and I started really talking to other people and getting other insights and perspective and my family being one of them. And I just, I'm getting all these comments like, wow, you, you're so smart. Like, you have all these things going for you. And I just gained a lot of insight and confidence and that helped me like, wow, I don't need to be this insecure person. I can do whatever I want. The world is full of opportunities. And I just realized like, what are my insecurities? And so my grandpa really helped point that out. Like when you find out what your insecurities are, you have an edge because then you're aware of it. Then you know, okay, if I go into this situation, I know what to expect. I'm going to get insecure if this happens. And then also being able to read other people's insecurities and go, okay, you know, maybe I don't want to bring this up with this person because I know they're insecure about it. Um, but I definitely think it's extremely important to just recognize what your own, because I think um, another thing I got from my grandpa was when you have hesitation, you're searching out for out of context words, a dead giveaway that you have insecurities. And, um, and I think also to be careful with who you share them with. Lisa was really big on that to rise above them, to gain confidence that you need to proceed and to, um, 
just be really strong and in yourself, like believe in yourself. I think that's another thing too, is just being able to go, you know what, I have these certain insecurities, but everyone has their own insecurities and mine are not worse or better than anyone else's. And just being able to see that and turn them into strength. Matt pointed that out to me is don't look at them as a weakness, just turn them into something that, you know, isn't, it's strong. But yeah, I really like this one because I just think that not everyone talks about them. They're like, oh, I'm, you know, let's not talk about the insecurities, the touchy subject. And it's like, no, let's dive into them. This is only going to make us stronger and better. Yeah, Lisa, we probably remember this, all the dinner table chats we had with dad, <laughs> where I remember him saying, turn your insecurities into a strength. And that was one of the mentoring points along the way. You probably remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, and, and, and that's where that came from, is from your grandpa, is... Mm-hmm. Identify them. And a lot of it has to do with self-awareness, you know, know, know yourself and know what those issues are. What's your take on this, Lisa? Well, I would like to represent all the insecure men in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely. In all fairness, it's not just exclusive to women. Um, and I, I can say that with authority after 30 years in corporate America, um, we all have them and men are not you know, excluded not, from that at not all. Not immune. Uh, absolutely. Um, but I think in our conversation, Danielle, when we first talked about this one, the biggest thing for me was identifying them in yourself and really putting something into place that allows you to move past them and excel. And I think all of us can get caught up in some of that, whether it's public speaking or you don't think you're smart enough or, you know, pretty enough or whatever it is. Um, but look at it in a way that that you can really empower yourself to move forward. And for me, what always worked if I was feeling insecure about uh, presenting something at a meeting or whatever is I would just spend a, a whole lot of extra time preparing. And I would visualize myself being successful in that meeting everything that I would say, uh, what I was wearing, I mean, everything. So I had so much confidence in my head and whatever it was I was feeling insecure about um, that it just, it just, it, that's the only way it was going to go in my mind. And that is how I have approached a lot of those insecurities is looking at it in a way, figuring out how I was going to nail it every single time. Um, and I don't care if I was playing sports or, it, you know, at, in a meeting or whatever that looked like. It's um, you've got to figure out what's going to work for you to move past it and to be successful in that. And visualization is one of the things that that um, helped me with that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I realized if I don't look good, I don't feel good. So if I feel like I look good, I'm confident, I feel okay in my skin, I feel a lot better. But if I'm wearing sweats and a sweatshirt, you know, I don't feel good, I'm not going to be very confident with what I have, whatever I'm doing. And so for me, that's definitely been something that I found that works. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what a when you look at an attorney, whether it's on <laughs> TV or in real life, they are dressed to the nines. Oh, yeah, they look because good. Because... They've got insecurities, oh, yeah. and that's half of it. Go buy that new suit. Mm-hmm. You've got to look the part. Yep. You've got to look that part and mm-hmm. feel confident and comfortable. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Oh, that's yeah. just a human yep. human nature. You need to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drawing strength off your weakness is something that if you use on a daily basis, you know, because there is strength and weakness. 
If you recognize it, you can draw strength from capturing and taking care of the weakness in itself. So that is, that's one of the things I taught my kids early on. Draw strength from your weakness. When the growth and the fixed mindset, mm. Matt, you really dove, yeah. dove into that. I like that a lot. Yeah, not, not to go too much on a tangent, but the, the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset is basically the model that you have the opportunity to get better at something, to learn more, versus a fixed mindset that says, well, I can't do this. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to point out the detriment that insecurities can have, because in my experience, insecurities can drive behavior and a behavior that is often derailing or just toxic or or paralyzing. Any of those are, are not not ideal. And when people have insecurities, as at least alluded to, go buy the nine thousand dollar suit or whatever it is that you need because <laughs> um, they trying to cover something up. Um, that's probably pretty benign on the scale of ways that people can react to their insecurities. But dealing with, let's say, an insecure boss can be can be an uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are people that don't want you to outshine them because they're insecure. Um, there can be insecure behaviors that that as individuals we might exhibit that if we're not fully aware of our insecurities, we don't really know that's why we're doing what we're doing, but they can be very damaging to productivity, performance, relationships, to just about everything that's important, everything that we discussed today. And so I think the, the downside of not dealing with them can absolutely be detrimental to succeeding in life because you just end up making poor decisions and you, you can push people away, projects can fail. If, you don't, if you're insecure about asking for help, you don't ask for help and the project fails because you're insecure. People might not know what you're talking about because you didn't ask for help. You know, where mm -hmm. this is going, then, mm -hmm. then you're not going to succeed. So understanding, Hey, if I'm insecure about this, maybe what I need to do is need to go ask for help, reach out to my network, to my relationships and say, Hey, I don't understand this. You know, dad, you didn't know how to write a program. You know, a computer program. You didn't know how to write a computer program. You were talking <laughs> earlier about your business, about writing. You didn't know that, but you reached out to somebody, and that's okay to say, I don't know how to do something. Yeah. Well, that's what success is all built on. That's the, 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 this whole thing, reaching out to relationships and reaching out to mentors and, and, and functioning in the, in the environment and taking care of and being who you are, being self-assured of who you are and how you're going to function and do it correctly and straightforward and honestly, they can't beat you. Just that simple. Yeah, I remember telling Danelle that I've never walked into a room and been the smartest person. <laughs> Never. But I try to walk into every room being the most prepared person. And that will go so much further than being the smartest. If. Um, yeah. And, and I, it just, just one of those things. And maybe, maybe that's a reflection of my insecurity is that I'm going to walk into the room and not know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, to over, to overcome that, I prepare and prepare. And Lisa mentioned that doing your research, doing your homework, mm -hmm. being prepared. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're definitely important. Well, I think as a young person, too, you have an edge if you're able to find yourself and find who you want to become and who you want to be. 
um, you kind of already have a step ahead because most people don't want to dive into, oh, you know, I'm insecure about all these things. These are all my problems. I don't want to know myself. And I think that's what kind of started this whole thing for me is I was like, who am I? Who do I want to be? And how do I get there? And I started those steps by, okay, my family, I can get some wisdom from them. And um, it kind of just took off from there. But I think especially just as a young person, being able to identify like, what am I insecure about? And how can I get over this? And then really see like where that can take you because your insecurities do prevent you from getting where you want to be. And they do affect your behavior and your decision making. And I definitely think it's a big, big play. It goes back to whether you think you can or you can't. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I do have a story, and I think I shared this with you, the lollipop story. Remember oh, that my one? gosh, this is my favorite story. <laughs> it has to be in this. <laughs> um, this was uh, this was 2017, and, and my agency uh, that I worked for in Northern Virginia had just moved me up there from the time that I spent in Florida. And I'd taken over a very high-profile program. And uh, it was a little controversial as far as the outcomes. And the agency director wanted me to, to give him a presentation, him and, and, and his senior echelon, right, senior leaders. And I've only been in a job up there maybe maybe six weeks. So he scheduled this thing on a, on a Friday at 2, of course, because that's when executives have more leisure time. Mm -hmm. And um, so as soon as it was identified that I was giving the presentation, people started to pull me aside and they started to warn me. And they said, hey, you know, the director – has a habit of of boring holes in people with questions and breaking breaking people down and just keep asking questions and more questions um, until you 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 effectively give up and and he, and he thinks he's doing a service you know by by making you a stronger analyst or a stronger you know I was in human resources at the time and and several people cautioned me and I'm like I'm just I'm new to this gig <laughs> and you know and so I prepared I knew I wasn't going to be the smartest person I, I people people were much higher pay grades in the room. But I, I prepared every bit of information that I could get my hands on. And I had a big three-ring binder, the three-inch, not the little trapper keeper, the three-inch <laughs> hard three-ring binder. And uh, I had everything that I needed to go into this presentation except for the knowledge of how our, our data representation, data analytics works. So I reached out to my network and I grabbed a guy and he he, he joined. He, he agreed to be my phone-a-friend to come into the room with me. And um, I go in expecting to lock horns, you know, with the director that he's going to ask all these questions. And I'm going to be handing. I had two copies of everything, one for him and one for me, thinking this is how it was going to go because that's how it was conveyed to me. And we start the presentation. We go through. He doesn't ask a single question. Um, <laughs> he, just, he just doesn't. Um, but it, when it was over, he, he came across the room. He gave me a coin, which is kind of a tradition. He gave me a director's coin. And that's, of course, when I stopped him and I offered him a lollipop from my blazer jacket. Mm -hmm. Because why not? Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> just give me a coin. It's, it's a, it's a trade-off. Building those relationships. Building those relationships. And yeah, and, and you know, just to continue that further, I always, when things got really tough in that job, I always I always thought of him driving home driving home in his Volkswagen <laughs> Passat sucking on those. And it was the big one, you know, the big ones that they have. Like the, <laughs> the jawbreaker The jawbreaker ones. ones but, you know, and thinking thinking that he... That mad. He's either he's either crazy or or he's got you know cojones of steel. But either way, <laughs> he was thinking of me, which was important. Um, but yeah, so just just being prepared. And I think that one, I definitely had some insecurities going in. One, I I didn't I wasn't that experienced in the position, and this was a high profile. And this room was filled with about thirty senior executives. So we're talking wow. You're talking the top echelon of the organization, and I yeah. and I was I was just this lowly little guy coming in. And, uh, and it went well, but uh, yeah, I just, I had to understand that I have to prepare for this. That was my biggest concern is that I would not have the answers when he asked the questions. And uh, it, went, it went well. Thank 
you for joining us for this episode of the OSAT Pathway. Thank you to our podcast guests, Danelle Davidian, Burl Gann, Matt Gann, and Lisa LeClaire. I'm Gail Force, producer of this podcast. Executive producer is Matt Gann. Editing by Josh Collins. Audio engineer is Soren Richenberg. Additional support by James Davis. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. If you'd like to contact us or for a transcript of this show, go to osatpathway.com. That's osatpathway.com.